Hello, and welcome to How to Be Human from ArtisanBusinessSolutions.com with more workplace and people management conversation. My name is Dea Osborne, and I am an actor, writer, ops, and development director. And I'm Catherine Jenkins, though most folks just call me Jenkins. And I'm a people management consultant with Artisan Business Solutions. This is How to Be Human. Okay, today's question is, what is the most important lesson you have learned as a teacher or coach? Hmm. They don't feel concrete, right? Like, they don't feel like I had a client who was really good at a particular skill and I learned from them that particular skill. It's not like that. I think about things like they're in challenging situations for them. And we talk about this a lot. I say this a lot. Context is king. Mm -hmm. And so the right answer, the right decision, the right next step Mm -hmm. for whoever I'm talking to is going to depend on their particular context. My experience is mine and it's valid and it's relevant to me. And occasionally it'll give me bits of insight. But often either I'm not able to speak to somebody's particular context Mm -hmm. or I can't get at their full context, right? Mm -hmm. There might be information they're not sharing with me. So I have to put aside any ideas that I know the right answer. Right. And focus on leaving space, Mm -hmm. letting the other person find their wisdom, their next steps kind of in the silence versus coming into any conversation with an idea that I'll be able to help them solve the problem. Right. Which is a misnomer about coaching, like you're some kind of oracle of wisdom or something like that. <laughs> and actually coaching is more asking than answering. I Yes, but you need to have a coach that you trust in that space, which means ideally it's somebody with some kind of experience. I don't want just anybody to be my coach. Well, obviously, yeah. There's knowing the right questions to ask. There's also knowing when to redirect. What happens in the room tends to be asking questions. There's more to the relationship than that. And I just want to just so that people don't get... Yes, no. So, okay, core of coaching is building a relationship between two people to work forward in specific goals of whatever it is that you're working toward. And that could be your personal coaching, Mm -hmm. life coaching. That could be your business coaching, whatnot. So no, it's not just asking questions. But the point of a coach is not to go to somebody and say, okay, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. The point of the coach is to go to somebody and say, okay, what do I do next? And for the coach to be like, let's look at what you have done. Mm -hmm. Let's look at what you want to achieve. And let's talk about different ways we might get there helping with the journey. And that's where you start leaking over into the personal development and all of that. But it's a lot of goals, but it's building the relationship. And obviously you need trust. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship between these two people so that you can start to pick apart some bad habits that need Mm -hmm. to be looked at, building stronger, better, healthier habits, different perspectives. And that's where coach can really come in is what if this was to occur? What if that was to occur? What if this circumstance altered? Then what? So it's a lot of if thens, but trusting that you are growing that relationship of trust enough to have them disclose the information. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most difficult parts of starting a coaching regime is that you need to earn that trust. And a lot of people just don't, especially under the auspices of people, consultants, HR work. HR does not have the best name in town. A lot of baggage. A lot of people do not trust HR for good reason. Correct. Because it is seen and inferred that HR is there for the company and bollocks to 
the employees. And it really should be an intercessor between, but absolutely should be there for the employees. And there's an inherent distrust of if I say this, I might get fired, I might have retaliation, I might have, I might, I might. And so having the way that you do your one-on-ones of needing to gain the trust and you can't fast track that and every person is different. Mm -hmm. Which means that you have to get a commitment from the person you're working with to show up not just once, not just twice, but quite a few times. I find three to be about that magic number Mm -hmm. where I have enough context in the relationship Mm -hmm. to ask appropriate questions. Mm -hmm. And the person I'm working with has, if they haven't started to see the results, Mm -hmm. they have gotten used to the process. Mm -hmm. So they're familiar with what's going to happen and they start to open up. But if you can't get somebody to commit to that kind of out the gate, right? You've really wasted the one or two sessions. Mm-hmm. If, if that's all you end up doing, there's an element of you might as well not do them. And you know this. I've stopped working with clients when we can't find that rhythm. Right. It's not benefiting me to have people show up or no. not show up. If they aren't able to find the capacity to trust or whatever it is. And that's not me sitting in judgment of them. It's just recognizing that if we can't find that place where we're both in it together, mm-hmm. we're comfortable sitting in silence together or whatever that looks like, I'm not able to benefit them and they either need to, to go find somebody else that they right. can really trust or this method of learning and exploring is not for them and that's okay too. So perhaps one of the biggest lessons is that it absolutely is not a one size fits all. Mm. As good as the intent is, mm-hmm. you cannot reach everybody. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is ready. Not everybody is a good match. Right. And so a lot of it is investing in earning somebody's trust over and over and over and over and over again. The cost on the back end of a coaching session can be a lot. And if you are completely investing, but you're not getting that back, you add those up in a week or, you know, even in a day in some yeah. cases, depending on how many sessions you have. And there's just an extreme exhaustion mm-hmm. that can come from that because you're just putting out and putting out and putting out and putting out and you're not getting that fulfillment. And the fulfillment comes with a moment. It comes with an aha on their side of, oh, okay, I understand something. Not because you necessarily imparted that information, but because together you guys were able to peel back enough layers for them to see past the difficulty that they've been locked in and oh 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 I have this breakthrough and those moments have a bountiful energy and rejuvenation that comes back to you Mm -hmm. and so it's really that swapping of energy Mm -hmm. I think but it's not even swapping because it's like there's a spark that is made together Mm -hmm. in a weird way versus I'm not taking somebody's energy they're not taking mine per se it's not like one of us is walking away with energy and the other one isn't either what I would expect is we both leave depleted because mm-hmm. they don't understand the point and I wasn't able to get through. Right. We're both exhausted. Or we both leave energized because there was mm-hmm. this breakthrough. I'm thinking as we're talking, I'm struck by the similarity to physical therapy. Like when somebody's been seriously injured, like in a car accident mm-hmm. and they're having to learn to walk again, you have your physical therapist who might be doing some things like bracing your arms, holding you up a little mm-hmm. bit so you can get some motion. But ultimately the person who has to learn to walk again has to learn to walk again. They have to do all the work. They have to do all the painful things. Mm -hmm. The coach is that person who's there with them, encouraging them to take another step, Mm -hmm. reminding them of why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But you cannot walk for somebody. Right. I'd say another thing that I've learned, and it wasn't that I didn't know that it was valuable or or didn't know how to do it necessarily, but I guess a muscle that I really had to strengthen Mm -hmm. is that sitting in silence. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it can be so uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, you know, asking somebody a question and just, mm-hmm. just letting it sit there. Or as they're forming words, giving them space to work whatever it is they're thinking and feeling and not jumping in with my experience. So as they're ruminating, searching for words out loud, actually verbally processing as they go, not jumping in and putting words into their mouth, but allowing that time because that's what you're going for is that moment. And people do it differently. Some people go away and process it Mm -hmm. after the session and come back to the next one and say, you know what, I've really been thinking about this. And some people do it on the spot. It's about, oop, you hit the nerve and now I've got this thing and I'm going to go with it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what's going to come out and I just need the time and space to be able Mm -hmm. to formulate what I'm thinking with the proper articulation of how. Mm -hmm. How do I process this? How do I explain what this situation is or how I feel or what I want? And for me, it's learning how to be, the word in my head is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is when you're coaching, because you're entirely present, it's a lot of emotional work. People don't see that work until they start to see the results in their life. Mm -hmm. So it's being willing, being comfortable, getting comfortable with people not understanding what you're doing, Mm -hmm. right? So part of the reason I have the impulse to speak when there's a lull in the conversation Mm -hmm. is I want them to know that I'm listening and I'm paying attention Mm -hmm. and that I have things to say that are worthwhile. And And it's not about you. And it's not about me. Also to clarify, this is not life coaching. This is business and development. Which includes personal development. Because you can't not. Exactly. And so if you're doing this in a purely business standpoint with an employee, Emotions are still going to come up. There's no way to divorce the one from the other and have any kind of progress, which is why you have to invest the time and build the relationships with the employees. So let's talk just a beat about the importance of management coaching employees and really truly understanding what they want, who they are, what their struggles are, what their talents are, and ways that you can continue to build a relationship to feed and grow them, to retain them and that importance, which is a 360 of you giving to them, they give to you cycle. Yeah. I mean, what you said, tying that in with this idea of what you learn when you're doing this, when you take the time as a manager to meet with your team Mm -hmm. in this kind of open coaching format, the managers will meet with their team, but it's often Mm project-based, right? That's good. Do that. Right. You have to do that too. Mm -hmm. But having these open conversations where there's space for the employee to bring up things that are just going on, mm-hmm. right? It's everything from stuff in their personal life to their, you know, cubicle mate mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. you know, asking really open questions of them and then giving space. Mm-hmm. The kinds of things that you learn that start to build that relationship of trust are invaluable. When you've got crunch time, when there's a project that's, mm-hmm. you know, running behind or, mm-hmm. or you keep hitting obstacle after obstacle, when you have this relationship of trust with your team members, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen by itself, you have to nurture it. You have to take active steps and the only way to get to that place of trust is just to start having these conversations you can't magic your way past the uncomfortable we're just gonna sit here for 30 Mm -hmm. minutes you know i'll start by asking you like what's going on how's your day the point is not to start digging into their personal Mm -hmm. lives that's not what this is about start asking inappropriate questions it's creating space that if somebody has something personal that they want to bring to the table they can that they can and they trust you Mm -hmm. to be able to give you that information Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, 
And if that's not what they want to bring, that they trust that they cannot, right. and that you will still give them the benefit of the doubt if they're struggling, mm-hmm. right? So it's not what color do you paint the house, it's what is the foundation mm-hmm. of the house. That's kind of the conversations you want to be having with them, which just starts with, what are some challenges that you're facing right now Yeah, with, with accomplishing your goals? Leave it open. They answer, give them some space, mm-hmm. and then follow up on that don't jump to the next question again without diving into personal things but sometimes even just uh tell me more about that right recognizing that you are in a position of power regardless on if you're middle management you feel like you're squished in between (laughs) the devil and the deep blue sea you still have more power than Mm -hmm. whoever it is that's in your office right now so how can i help you Mm -hmm. is bringing that level of what you expect of them to bring to customer service Mm -hmm. that you're bringing to them Mm -hmm. how can i help you is there anything that you need is there something that i can do to make your job easier because that really is going to help them start to open up and share with you and understand and truly back there's no retaliation if you're having issues if you don't like something I need to hear about it because I can't fix it I can't go about fixing it I can't champion you if I don't understand the process or what is happening out there I'm thinking of situations when I worked in plants and you've got like the entire warehouse crew and you're in the office even if you walk the warehouse the word comes out bosses in the warehouse and everything all of a sudden everything changes elevates whatever it is it's going to do but what's really happening out there you need that communication to know and to be trustworthy of that information so do not do not do not retaliate because information comes your way it is not appropriate it is against the law there's that (laughs) yes yes but even if it wasn't yeah let's just start with it's the wrong thing to do and go with that. But yes, it is also against the law. So be open, ask questions, listen, listen, whether you agree or disagree, take the information in, and then go about in kind of an investigative frame of mind of how can we solve this situation? How can we get you the training to get you to that part that you want to participate in? Again, going back to that idea of it's the two people coming together and either there's a spark or you both leave depleted. Mm-hmm. Your partner is in this. Mm-hmm. So how can you partner with each other? And it goes both ways. How can they partner with you? How can you partner with them to solve the problem, to support each other, to deliver the product on time? Whatever situation you're facing, right. how can we do this together? Yes. If you have any questions, just give us a holler at artisanbusinesssolutions.com. Also check out our blogs and services while you're there. And stop by our Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Dea Osborne. And I'm Catherine Jenkins. This has been How to Be Human.